Hi everybody, this is Jeremy from In Bed by Night. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks who might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome into another In Bed by Nine. It's Alex here with Jeremy. Jeremy, how have you been this week? I have been pretty good. Um, Finished up the semester, so that is always a huge uh, stress relief when you get those final projects turned in. Mm-hmm. Um, now you get to sweat bullets for a couple of days until you, hopefully you pass the way they have these uh, these final projects. I swear you could miss like all the other parts of the class, and as long as you got that project right, <laughs> you would be good. But um, it goes the other way, too. You sit there and you freak out that you're not going to get the the a you know everybody's always looking for a's it seems like so i'm like yeah i'm I'm, i know i mean i know i'll pass but i'm just like it's always that stress so but um other than that it was we got pounded with snow on friday which yeah was not in the cards like 24 hours earlier because i look at the forecast every day because i don't like to get ambushed by weather anymore and um yeah that ambushed me because that lied to me those weathermen and when ladies are not right, even like ten percent of the time, it seems like so. Best job um, in the world. Exactly. Best job in the world. No accountability. No. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, how was your how was your week, Alex? Uh it's fairly semi. I don't know. Whatever. Normal. I guess you could say. I like I said, it was uh, you know, being education, get you know, president president's day off, get the banking holiday off. So that was kind of nice spending the day, just kind of relaxing. Um fighting something off i don't know what it is you know it's how it is jeremy i get sick i have kids they're all snot but rockets so um i'm fighting something they they brought home from school so it's been like just zapping my energy and everything that um but as i said before i'm getting close to streaming i posted some stuff on the twitterverse uh getting back into it i think i got things to a point where things won't blow up on me um and i will have to you know fix it from there um they gotta figure out what's wrong with my motherboard. It is cooked. It's pretty much on the edge of like making bacon right now. But I think it, once I remove my some items that are attached to it, it starts to cool down a little bit more. It just so, open the side of the case. Yeah, I could be cooking eggs right now on this thing. But if I remove like the the useless things that are on there, like the you know I don't know the wireless adapter that somehow is still on this thing, it seems to kind of like cool down a little bit and starts to think, oh, it's not there. I don't have to worry about it. Cool, and that's not just like put more power to that area so it seems to cool it down a little bit so that it's not too crazy um and you know uh when if i go back when i go back streaming a lot of the things will be reduced off my stream that i've been really cutting away during the day so we'll see how that plays out <laughs> as time and progresses and, and for the motivation i've got a hired group of hooligans that are going to stop by your place and uh encourage you to stream quote air quotes for those that can't see us but uh yeah. 
delivering any more pizzas. That'd be great. Oh no, no. Like <laughs> come downstairs with bats, that type of stuff to make sure you're uh you're streaming. So the pe- the, the the love and the support you give me, Jeremy, it's just Absolutely. by far the best thing I could have in a mod, I guess. You can measure it in felonies. So <laughs> that's good. But what? Before we go any farther and put you into a, a, a situation where you can't get yourself out of, Jeremy, who do we have with us? We have a guest. We have a special guest. We have a uh, streamer who streams on Twitch by the name of Mr. Dracon. Uh, welcome in, sir. How are you? Doing good, Ariel. Doing great. So, Mr. Dracon, as we always introduce our people with, tell us your name, your story, what's going on, what's left, what's right, what's up and down for who you are. I'm Mr. Dracon. Uh, I'm from the lovely state of North Carolina. I have been a streamer now for about four and a half, almost five years. Uh, I started out on Mixer because uh, wow. I did not want to give Twitch a try when it first, because there were too many people. Then Mixer shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. That tends to be what happens when you call the people who stream on your platform your slaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's... Definitely a, a negative there. So their platform died and I moved my way over to Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, a, lot of, a lot of my followers and viewers did not follow me when I left. So I don't know where they went. So I came over to Twitch and have been there for the last three to three and a half years. Nice. So what, um, a, go ahead, go ahead. I am a variety streamer. Uh, I do... Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays I stream. Um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays just do a variety of different games, uh, depending on what I feel like playing. Um, and then on Saturdays, I do zero build Fortnite, and I normally play with my viewers. Well, I like I like zero build Fortnite right off the right off the <laughs> bat. So that's like that's one of my bread and butter. Uh, but um, so you said you were on Mixer. What um? Like what kind of following did you have on Mixer? Uh, when I originally when I left Mixer, I had almost two thousand followers. Um, I was working my way to get to the point where I could be partnered and make money and all that stuff. And right before I made it, it closed out. Man, so you were definitely doing really well on that. See, you you left there and you. Right now, you're sitting in a very good following, a very good process. So even leaving there, you've kind of rebuilt yourself pretty well, looks like. Um, that, uh, the, the way I have it now, I actually have one other creator to thank for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a gentleman come in my stream named Carve7. Okay. Uh, a couple months ago, I think it was back in November, he came in my stream was I was actually literally streaming to just me and my wife. Nobody else was in my stream. Back then, I was averaging anywhere between two to seven people in my stream at a time. And uh, that night, it was me and my wife. We were I was streaming. She was watching, which is what we always do. Uh, he came in, was talking about he was enjoying the stream, but he'd had a bad day, and I. Of course, told him I, did, I felt sorry for him, and I didn't. I was hoping his day got better, and he told me, he's like, it's my birthday, but nobody told me happy birthday. Uh-huh. Uh, and for me, on a day like that, somebody should at least tell somebody happy birthday. Mm-hmm. So of course, I told him happy birthday, and I'm like, if you want me to, I suck at singing, but I'll sing you happy birthday. <laughs> and he, he messaged me, he said, that would be great, that would make my day, so I sang him happy birthday. 
And then, of course, he donated $100, uh, which about made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. And then come to find out, uh, I also have a TikTok uh, as well. And when he came in, I had 618 followers is all I had on Twitch. And like I said, this was back in November. Uh, the next day, a couple of our friends that we are also streamers, but they live up in Canada, but they're also on my Discord. They sent my wife a message and said, hey, have you seen this video? And we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they sent a link. We get on TikTok, and Carve7 had made a TikTok of him coming in my stream, me singing him happy birthday and all this stuff, and uh, was encouraging people to come out and support my stream. And I went to Twitch from there overnight from when he posted that video to the time I was able to pull my Twitch up. I had gone from 618 followers to over 30,000. I saw that video. I it took me a second. I was like, wait, I know this guy from somewhere. I saw that video. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Overnight, I went 618. The next time I streamed, I had over 50,000. Um, I also went from streaming to one to maybe six people to that very next stream. I was streaming to over 300. How did that make you like? How did that like? Were you ready for that? Like, like... <laughs> I can tell you now, neither was my wife, who was my mod. Yeah, she is my <laughs> mod, she is my brand manager. Um, you can go on Twitch and go look at my merch, she designed all of that. Yeah, uh, my emotes, she's done all those. Um, but yeah, did, were we ready? No. Luckily, we've had a lot of our supporters. Well, people that we've known that we were either with us on Mixer or has been with us since we started on Twitch, they jumped in to help out. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, I would imagine. <laughs> there's been another streamer. His name is Tex Ernie. Uh, he has always been a big help to my wife on her streams, being a mod for her. But he also mods for several other big streamers. Yeah. So he actually made a point to start coming and modding and helping on my stream. Another one, Savvy Strange, uh, came and started helping out. And uh, another one, uh, her name is uh, Mayday. She also came in and started helping out as well. Good name for that one to come in and <laughs> help in the Mayday moment yeah. like that. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> to go from that, and now don't get me wrong, the, the viewership has kind of slowed down, but I'm still streaming on average to anywhere between 20 to 50 something people. Yeah. Still that's, that's yeah, crazy to go, from, to go from one, maybe two viewers, max six to maybe nine to streaming on average, 20 to 50 people. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And no way was I ever ready for it. <laughs> and no way was I prepared to think I was ever going to make it that far. That's crazy. <laughs> so what was your like what was your initial reaction then like when you when it sunk in that you had almost thirty thousand more followers the next day? Okay. So to basically state that I have to go back in time. Uh when I turned thirty seven, uh I was actually working a full time job. Um as you can see, because I noticed uh you said something about finishing your projects and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you see that up there is my bachelor's degree. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I understand how that goes. Yes. Uh, getting all those college work done and 
the, the stuff in. Um, I, I, 37, I started having seizures. Okay. Uh, I have a disease called PNES, which is pseudo non-epileptic seizures. So my, there's, they don't have any medication they can give me for mine. Oh, um, wow. People who suffer from epilepsy and stuff, they can give them medications and it can help control the seizures. Mine, however, there's nothing they can give me. Mine are based off my stress levels. The more stress I'm under, the more likely I am to have them. Um, but when I got sick, I got to looking at it. and I've played video games for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, most people playing video games today probably haven't even been alive longer than... I've been playing video games longer than a lot of people have been alive. You're, you're yeah. among you're among you're among here. We call ourselves <laughs> we call ourselves elder creators. We're just up yeah. here the group, you know. We're just we know what to do. <laughs> like I'll talk to people in my stream and be like, "Hey, uh, so when did y'all start playing video games?" And they'll be like, "I started on the PlayStation. I started on the Xbox." Oh yeah, tough. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you probably never even heard of the Commodore sixty four system. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what an Atari or an Intellivision are. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, I, what was what was your first game? Pong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I don't trust me. I teach. Um, I'm in education, so I teach the little, you know, four, uh, twelve to fourteen year olds. Yeah. And I also work with high schoolers, and that they always bring it up, and like, I'm like, you realize that I've been playing games double your age now. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. But uh, I've always loved to play video games. Um. From the Atari system to the Nintendo system, on up and on through, and I remembered a bunch of people were talking about the sh- the people who streamed. So it just gave me something to do when I got sick, mm-hmm. and it also kind of helped relieve a lot of my depression because you go from working full time to being told by, but well, you just can't do it anymore. Nothing oh, to yeah. do. It, it sucks because I, I had that. Because uh, I did spend six years in the army, mm-hmm. and then they found compressed nerves in my spine, and were like, "Okay, well, we can't use you anymore. Go home." Well, that sucked. Well, at least I can go get a full time job. Mm-hmm. Got a full time job working until I was thirty seven, and then boom, that got taken away from me too. So mm-hmm. I'd already been married for some time. Me and my wife now have been married twenty years. Congrats. Uh, most shocking thing is uh, I always tell people the funny part is is how long we dated before we got married. And we've been married 20 years. Yeah. Most people are like, I know people who dated four, five, ten years, got married, can't stand each other. Mm. My wife dated for four months and got married. You know, you know. Yeah, I was just gonna say, if you know it, you know. Person, it. yeah. Yeah, but like I said, it's it, for me. For uh, streaming, just gave me something to do. Made me feel like I was useful, and I get to meet all kinds of people from around the world. Oh, like, yeah. I've met people who've come in my stream from Australia, uh, the Philippines, which was shocking, uh, France, Austria. I have several in there from Germany. It's nice. it's interesting just to see how far it reaches. Yeah, and the community you build around you, which is always really nice. Uh yeah. just by just talking to the people, you end up just running in and you like I I'm with you. I have friends that are a lot of friends in Canada, a lot of friends overseas. Um 
for you in Australia that I catch on every once in a while. It's just nice that, you know, you just all of a sudden the world is much smaller and more and more accessible, which is nice. Yes, very much so. So, I mean, that's a kind of a crazy story going from, you know, just a lot of, as you said, just kind of getting knocked down over and over again, but then getting placed in this position now where, you know, you had that giant following, you had the giant growth, you're doing fairly well on here. You have a community, it sounds like, backing you up. I mean, that's got to be amazing just to lift you up like that. It really is because now I feel like my stream really matters. Um, mm-hmm. only that, but I'm getting other veterans and active duty people who come in and interact with me. Um, because one of the other parts he put in that video was the fact that I was a veteran and spent six years in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many other veterans, not just in America, but soldiers from around the world. Uh, I had a guy come in from the Royal Air Force. And oh, that'd be cool. We had, nice. <laughs> we had another one who's, uh, who's in the military in France. He came in and we were talking just to be able to reach out to so many different people. And like right now I'm running a a charity stream for, uh, to stop soldier suicide because to someone like me, who's been in the military and everything else, the, the rate of suicide for veterans and soldiers who are even in the military is outrageous and it should never happen. Mm -hmm. These guys should be able to get the help they need and deserve. But being a veteran and who's had medical issues and stuff, I know it's a pain. As like I've called to make an appointment at the VA, and like I said, I don't even go to them anymore. But because I can go to my regular doctor out here and get an appointment within a couple of weeks. But last time I tried to call the VA to make an appointment, the appointment was going to be eight to ten months down the road. Mm-hmm. Guys like us in, in the military and the veterans and stuff, a lot of their trouble, they can't wait that long. Yeah. I mean, I, I do not to you. I know my uncle was in the, was a, uh, was in the Navy, was a veteran and, uh, had some major issues towards the end of his, uh, his life. And, uh, yeah, I've heard stories. So, um, but, Seems like you're doing a little bit better now. Things are going the right way for you. Um, out of curiosity, when you brought up these seizures, you said they were kind of like epileptic seizures in a way, or similar to that? Well, they call them PNES, which is pseudo non-epileptic seizures. Uh, oh, so non-epileptic. I heard, okay. Seizures themselves pretty much almost look the same. Uh, yeah. Some people go into seizures and, like, I have a nephew. He has When he has seizures, it's like he just completely freezes. Yeah. Like he'll look like he's staring off into space, not paying anybody attention. But what's actually happening is he's having a seizure. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people have what's known as convulsory seizures, where you see them shake. Mm-hmm. That's the same kind I have. But everybody, uh, but being that mine's non-epileptic, there's no medicine they can give me. Gotcha. I was just kind of curious, like because of you know. You know, some games have those warnings in front of that was part of the triggering as well. But you said stress was probably the key. Yeah, uh, for me, a lot of like the the lighting and stuff for like flashing lights don't does not trigger mine. Okay. Uh, for me, mine has been either stress or loud sudden noises. You like a lot of times, I can't go to concerts unless I have earplugs in. Okay. Stuff because those loud noises will. I guess it triggers something in my brain to where it just 
you can't keep up with everything one time. And I also have to control what games I play. Like I know a lot of people now are playing the game. What's it called? Hell Let Loose. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I see that. That'd be nice game. You'd be able to run around. Yeah. Um, it's like that and Battlefield games with the large expanse where you're trying to keep up with so many different things. Yeah. I can't play games like that because my brain can't keep up with all that. And yeah. If okay. I try to, my brain just starts freaking out because I guess it causes stress in my brain trying to keep up with so many things at one time that I can't play games like that. I just have to learn what I can play and what I can't. That's that's really interesting to think about how you have to I mean it does make sense when it comes to like trying to process that much and the noises and I can see that. Um so like even like like Call of Duty in a way can kind of mess with you a little bit too much. Depending on what I'm playing, like in regular Call of Duty, um, and even in like Fortnite. Yeah. Like the Battle Royale, I'm able to keep up with that stuff because you don't have like fifty people on this side and then fifty people yeah. on that side. Or a hundred and something people on this side, a hundred and something people on that side. Gotcha. I have my, my squad that I have to keep up with, and then that's it. Gotcha. Okay. Like with all that other stuff, the maps are too big and, and too much is there's just too much going on. Makes yeah. sense. That's so what um so what games do you uh you like to play then? Um like tonight during stream I did uh Power World, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um Wednesday we'll be checking out the new uh, Skull and Bones. Have uh, you played that yet? It's that new oh I've tried it. Um it's a okay. little weird. Uh, I don't know how I'm gonna like it yet. Uh I do not like the I didn't know with what I try to, I don't like the fact that there's no, I guess, hand to hand combat. Mm-hmm. It's all shit battles. Mm-hmm. And okay, if I wanted to do that, I'd go back and play Black Flag again. But Black Flag, you had shit battles. You had hand to hand combat. You can raid yeah, in a. There's... You had hand to hand combat. Oh, it's so much prettier. Oh, yeah. It, it, with this, from what I've seen of it and the little bit I've played of it, there's no hand-to-hand combat. In it. It's yeah. all battles. Mm-hmm. At least in Black Flag, for all the crap it got, at least I could kill people with my hands and a sword. It was, there was, and not to do totally derail your conversation of what you're, what you're like playing, but if I could compare the two, the hype level that was for Skull and Bones where I wanted and what I was hoping for just like crumbled down. Because I love, I really like Black Flag. I'm one of the guys that like Black Flag. I enjoy the game. And if I look at the ship battles, just the ability to like ride a hundred foot wave up and then come crashing, convening down, and then like blowing a ship up as I'm doing that, and then just like sitting on a small river and the other one, it just it comparison wise, Black Flag's combat, it just it feels like it was a, a downgrade going to Skull and Bones, to my opinion. Yeah, because for, <laughs> for me, like. I'm with you. I absolutely yeah. love Black Flag. As far yeah. as the Assassin's Creed games go, Black Flag for me, as far as the older style games, mm-hmm. was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. And just the addition of the sea battles, where you could hunt down not just regular ships, but you go after the legendary ships. Oh, yeah. Over. That's what made it fun. Mm-hmm. It's the big massive battles. But anyways... <laughs> But we're going to try Skull and Bones on uh, 
Wednesday and we're going to see how that goes. And then Friday, we're finishing. Uh, I, I'm a, also a huge fan, like I, I mentioned, Black Flag. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Okay. All of them, I think the only one I missed out of the old games was Assassin's Creed Rogue. Okay. And uh, Friday, we're staying with the Assassin's Creed theme. And we're, uh, I finished Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, all really long games. Yes. But uh, <laughs> this Friday, we're uh, back into Mirage. Okay. I'm... I'm I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan too. I'm a history buff, and I love Assassin's Creed because I like the little history tied to it. I love the Templar conversation. I loved it. I it, they lost me with the newer games. It, it, they they were way off base, and I was I was really skeptical with playing them, mm. especially with when Origins came out and I, I first grabbed it, played it, and I'm like, this is not Assassin's Creed. Mm-mm. But. I gave it a chance and played them, and they they still were a lot more fun than I expected them to be. They're enjoyable, but what gets me, and with, I want to say, was it Brotherhood? Not Brotherhood. What's the one with the Europe uh, in Europe in England with the two Unity? Unity. That what got me because Unity you started to get this repetition of things that I did not appreciate because everything was done in threes. Go find three pigs. Go help three kids. Go help three this. And it really started to kill me because I started to catch the repetition and that drove me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I've played Unity. Yeah. One, I played it not long after it came out. And it was a buggy mess. Yeah. Uh, when it originally came out, uh, which is another thing that killed that game. But you're right. It was so repetitious. And so Unity is another one I've played but never finished. Yeah. I just... And if you try- you, they did fix the bugs, and even now I cannot go back to finish it. It's just there's and it, ever since that game, I've noticed there's a there's a, a single a, every game has a three three count to it. It seems to always be that way. Like and I, even in uh, like I really wanted to play Odyssey. I really wanted to like it, but then I first three missions into it, I started to catch. Go find the three kids in the from the. I'm like, oh, it's starting, it's starting. <laughs> it's like damn it. I will tell you later in the game it does get better. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll tell you there, but I've played through Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. And like I said, Valhalla, I spent almost 500 hours in that game. Oh yeah, that is an exceedingly long game yeah. because not only are you in England, uh, you were playing in Finland, Vinland, Norway, Ireland. There's so much of that game; it's not even fun. Right. They really should have learned to tone it down a little bit. The game is still fun. <laughs> I tapped that one. I like that one. That that game was fun. I just know, you know, I think once I started getting into it, it's like, well, I do not have the time to commit. Yeah. <laughs> I learned early. It's like I, I have to pull out before I like I'll just be consumed, and this is all it's going to be. Yeah, and with Odyssey, the biggest thing I loved playing there was hunting down the mythical beast. Yes, that was fun. The Minotaur, Medusa. All them, I absolutely love doing that. Mm-hmm. That was a good game. It was enjoy. It like I said, it was enjoyable. Like I said, once I started getting the triples, that's what's killed me. But yeah. no, other than that, like was annoying, but it was yeah. still. They could have done a lot better than they did, but but we're yeah. trying out. Like I said, this Friday we're trying. This will be my third run in Mirage, so we're about. I'm not. I don't think even think we're halfway through with that game yet. Yeah. 
And well, like I said, like I said on Saturdays, we run zero build Fortnite. I don't do ranked because, like I said, I have to keep my stress levels down. Because uh, I get people come in and ask me all the time, "What's your rank? What's your rank?" Uh, dirt, because I don't play ranked. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm to the point where, as uh, Jeremy, I'm old. My vision's kind of slow. <laughs> I don't. I don't jump that fast. I don't move that fast. So yeah. I just. I just enjoy my gameplay. Yeah. So. That's what I'm there for. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have fun. Win or lose, don't care. I just want to yeah. play. That's exactly. the best way to go with it. Other people who come in, they're like, "We gotta win. We gotta get this. We, I don't care. Just play." Huh. It's experience of it all, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like if so you're I, in it, you're in it just to win and not have fun. Then you're not really playing video games anymore. You're just working. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So I noticed too, and you brought up the whole, you, you know, the veterans and stuff like that. You're part of regiment too. Yeah. The stream team. So that's a nice little tie. Yeah. Uh, with with regiment being a, I mean, it's not really an esports organization. We are a group of veterans, and and regiment is actually one of the largest, where we have I think several thousand uh, veterans and and active people. Of mm-hmm. military individuals, where we just get together and play video games. Yeah, I mean, we just we're basically just a gaming community where we get together, talk, have fun, play video games. Um, as far as I know, they're looking to get more into the esports stuff, but like I said, I don't do all that stuff, so I don't, I don't keep up with it because, I mean, this, if it's not <laughs> streaming or it's not content creating, I don't keep up with. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, cool though. I just I just noticed that was on there. And then I'm gonna ask voice acting. Yes, I've uh I've well between voice acting and audiobook narration, I've done both of those. Yeah. If you go on YouTube and look up what's known as the sewers two, uh I did the voice of a character in that show. Now granted it is an hour and something long. And I thought he was gonna break it up into episodes, but he did. Uh, the character on there called CN, which is the color, C-Y-A-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice of that character is me. Oh, nice. cool. Um, if you go look up the books, um, The Curse at Miami University, uh, I think it's called The Dark Horse Rides Again, or The Dark Horse. I'd have to look them up. <laughs> <laughs> is the author of all three of the books I did. Uh, he actually asked me to uh, narrate all three of his books. How did uh, that come about? Um, actually, before I really got into uh, voice acting, I started going to what's known as acx.com. Uh, it's a place owned by Amazon uh, where you can get on there and uh, audition to do uh, audiobooks to narrate them for the authors and audition. This was another way I was trying to, uh, uh, in a bad, lack of a better way, trying to make money. Uh, mm-hmm. you yeah. You're on a fixed income. And you don't get a whole lot. So I was trying to supplement some income. I got on ACX and started auditioning. And uh, The Dark Horse Rides is the first book. And I auditioned for it. And he gave me the go-ahead to narrate that book. So I did it, 
his second book came out and he explicitly asked me to do it. Ooh. I didn't even have to audition. So I did his second book and then he did his third book and asked me to do it again. So I did his third book. Nice. And while I was doing that, I got into the whole part of, well, if I'm doing this, why don't I try my hand at voice acting? So I got onto uh, castingcall.club and uh, got on there and started auditioning for different things. I actually got picked for several different roles. Uh, one was the voice of a video game character. But I guess they didn't do well enough in the alpha phase that that program got cut down. I was going to be the main protagonist in that, that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, they never made it out of alpha phase, and the, I guess their investors pulled out. So that one got canceled. Um, and I got picked for several other roles. I was actually supposed to do, with one particular uh, one, I was going to be the a vampire god. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, project never went anywhere. Um, I, I and then I reached, uh, did the audition for CN for the Sewers Two, yeah, and did that one. Um, I'm currently on standby for another project. Uh, it's supposed to be, I think, the name of the project Prometheus. Not really sure what it is. Uh, I'll be playing a character with the superpowers of multiplication. <laughs> I find but he's supposed to be a young, brash, smart aleck. And I'm like, that's right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Minus the young part, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you, I, mean, I don't know if you can see it because uh, my wife made me this shirt. It says, best a-hole us husband ever. <laughs> and uh well if you want someone to be an a-hole that's me <laughs> and when i was auditioning for that one uh i actually did a zoom meeting with them to do it uh they were originally uh thinking of casting me with with a uh the older blacksmith character and they're like well this one doesn't seem this we, we thought when we originally heard your voice this one would be great they said, well, why don't you check out this role? And they brought out the other one. They're like, this one's a, a younger, more brash. Uh, it's like, I don't know how to say this nice. I said, so he's a smart aleck a-hole. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I've got this one easy. <laughs> and they had me do the lines. I Literally, these guys were about falling out of their chair laughing so hard because of the way I was doing the voice and the role. That's cool. So uh, for me, voice acting has just, it's another one of those things. Um, I'm a weeb. For lack oh, of yeah. Better way. I love anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ultimate, because somebody asked me one time, what is your ultimate goal with the voice acting? I want to be able to voice act anime. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, whether it's Netflix, whether it's Crunchyroll, I want to be able to do that because to me, I don't care how many live action animes they make. They will never beat the actual animated ones. Mm-hmm. Because there's stuff you can do with animation that you just cannot do with the live action stuff. And with the, the, yeah, more emotion, more graphics, everything's better. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. 100%. Don't get me wrong. I will say it was a good show, the live action One Piece. Good show. 
the live action Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay, it was <laughs> they made that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh the live action Full Metal Alchemist sucked. Oh yeah, I heard that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, several others that were not good. Uh, but One Piece and Yu Yu Hakusho they did all right with. One Piece was really good though. But mm-hmm. comparing it to its animated counterpart, yeah, it, it was. Something just stay in the world, like stay animated, stay there. Oh <laughs> yeah, and I've watched anime that some people have never even heard of because they're they're off the wall. Out of these small little animes that, uh, I'm like, I just want to check it out, see if it's any good. And a lot of them are better than most people think. Mm-hmm. It's nice sometimes when you can just watch one that's just like a few episodes. I mean, I'll binge it and watch. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong, I love my my long up, you know, my long thing with multiple arcs. But if I have a chance to just sit there and watch, you know, some of the you know crazy ones, some of them are insane too. Like just watching, but it's it's worth it. Yeah, I had a uh, before I got sick, I was watching, and this is an anime that it, it's been out for quite some time, but it's only got one season to it. Mm-hmm. It's called Ninths and Magic. Most people have never heard of it. <laughs> but it is darn good. And then I was talking to one guy I was working with. I'm like, he also watched anime. I said, well, have you seen the show Nights and Magic? And he's like, what is that? I said, exactly. That's what I mean. Some people, some anime just don't get the recognition they deserve. That's the no. kid that was reincarnated, right? Reincarnated? Yeah, yeah I see in the world of, In the world of Japan, he was what yeah. they called him, Haku, because he loved these giant models of robots and stuff. Now well, he gets reborn into a world where he can build his own robot. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, I, I heard, uh, I have a friend that watched it and he talked about it a little bit. So I'm like, I have a, it's out here on the periphery, but I, I couldn't tell you a ton about it. Oh, I mean, they, I've watched that, uh, that first season of the, well, the only one season that's been out. I've watched that one season probably eight times now. That sounds like my buddy Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then there's Wise Man's Grandchild, uh, and several others. I've I've watched so many times, nice. and even longer ones like Overlord. I've watched that in probably a good seven or eight times, and that's got four seasons to it. Ooh wee! So, what when you do your voice acting? What do you use to do this stuff, and are your voiceovers and everything? Um. I was using, well, I can't do much of anything right now because my computer's crapped out. Mm. Like you were saying, your motherboard is overheating. Yeah. My motherboard is fried. Yeah. So I can't, it, it, to all those who come to my YouTube channel, I am sorry. I'm not <laughs> able to do anything at the moment. This is his hostage video from his motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken like him holding a sign. There's a <laughs> fried motherboard behind him talking. No, no, no videos until you pay the ransom for a new replacement. <laughs> Pretty much, I was using my PC, a regular mic- USB microphone, mm-hmm. um, and some editing software. Sweet. Okay. Uh, that was very simple. I had to use. Um, I would. Uh, I don't know if I have it anymore, but I used to have this little thing that I've been I made out of cloth and stuff to 
keep reverberation away from the microphone. I would set it up around the microphone. Mm -hmm. To uh, it's basically I made it out of small pieces of uh, wood and metal and some cloth. It kept reverberations because no matter what you do, I don't. It doesn't matter what room you're in. If you have smooth walls and stuff like that, the reverberation is going to bounce off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it basically just kept my microphone where the sound would only be in that one part, and it wouldn't have to worry about the reverberation from. Nice. Uh, I had actually changed one of my the closet in my studio into a soundproof room. I've heard a few people that do that, so I'm kind of curious. Like, eh, I've I've always wanted to dabble down the road of voice acting or you know, audiobooks or stuff of that nature. I just like do i want to make a small closet turn into a fuzzy room for me to do all this in? i don't know here's the thing this is what what most people don't understand because i know a lot of people go online and look at these those little foam things that you can buy to put in on the walls and stuff to make it a soundproof room and stuff like that to stop the reverberation i never bought any of that I took a wool blanket, you know, the ones with all the little ruffles and stuff in it. Yeah. That was big enough and hung it all around the outside of the closet, the walls of the closet. It does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a blanket I already had. Yeah, say so fraction of the price, fraction of the time. <laughs> I was watching a video on a guy on YouTube because I don't do anything without studying up on it first. Yeah. Um, even when I streamed, when I started streaming, I already had the overlay, the alerts, all that stuff before I even started because I spent two months before that watching videos on what you need to do to stream. And then I had people ask me, how long have you been streaming? This is only my second or third stream. Why does your stream look so professional? Because I don't go into anything half-hearted. The prep work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So I did the same thing when I started looking at uh, ACX uh, audio book narration and voice acting and a couple one guy did the exact same thing. He took a like a wool type blanket and hung it up in his closet and put a a lamp in there and a little shelf and basically had his own little booth. Nice. Plans are in the works now. I like this. So what... I was going to say, next time we come on and do this podcast, I'm going to see a bunch of stuff hanging in the back. <laughs> I'm going to make myself a little tent. I'm going to immediately call Mr. Drake on up and say, hey, buddy, you had an influence. Some, <laughs> I have some blankets. I'm just going to make some tarp reaction. Around. I'm going to make the room around me. That's good. Well, you're just going to, why don't you just get a Snuggie then, if that's what you're going to do? No, it's I'm going to It's up the, in the robe air. with sleeves. I need a room with sleeves. I don't need a robe with sleeves. I need a room with sleeves. I got to build the I whole know. room. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll that that might make you less sick too. So that that's a good thing in itself. That's it'll keep win. you warm. But um, so when you're when you're going through the whole process of narrating a book, like how long does it take you? I mean, can you knock it out in a couple days, or is it like a week's process? Or it really depends on the book itself uh, and the author. Um, if they write the book well enough, um, I can sit there and continue to narrate. Um, uh, JJ's books, uh, all three of them together might have taken me about, I'd say 
three books about a week and a half. So like how many, how, what's the average size of each book page wise? Um, and they're not very large books. I'd say at most, I think one books was like five or 600 pages. Okay. Which is, you think book wise is not a very large book. No, no. I mean, and you know, you're not talking huge. You get these, these, fan, these sci-fi books I read are like a thousand pages. So no, that's, that's, that's not bad at all. I'd say between five and 800 pages total. So, and it really wasn't that difficult. Um, if, like I said, if they keep the book written well, you can keep going. Now, if they make it difficult, or if you find the book boring, it's going to take you longer because you got to be like, I really got to keep reading this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got to, you spend half the time psyching yourself up. I like this. I like this. Now, me thinks, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could see that. I didn't think about that. And, and like, that, but some of like, I know a friend of mine who, who's actually the one who told me about ACX. He had one book. The book was about 1,500 pages long, um, which, like you said, is not exactly an overly large book. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the guy he who wrote it had an editor at all. Oh. It was so badly written. <laughs> and I'm like, how long did it take you to finish that book? He said it took me two and a half months. I could see like, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. I, I could see that being a problem. Especially if there's not like periods or commas, but like page eight, you're winded from, from a continuous <laughs> sentence. sentence. Like, I'm out, of, I'm out of reading sheet. It was like one part, like, I'm like, you know, he could have at least got Grammarly or spell check or something on this yeah. book. Yeah. The words weren't exactly misspelled. They were just in some kind of jumbled up order. And I'm like, what in the world was he even trying to write? He's like, well, that was the problem. I was always having to message the author and be like, what did you mean right here? That's another thing. I'm like, I'm glad I never had that because that would have driven me insane. Yeah, that killed the whole oh, experience would, yeah. for me. That would do, they're writing how they speak, not how they're supposed to be writing, type thing. That's how that's the problem. I seem, but yeah, you're writing yeah, like you're speaking. Other times it would be like if you were to read it, the child dabbled, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what is he even trying to say here? I don't get what this is. A word salad. Mm-hmm. What? And he's like, he eventually got about halfway through the book of doing that. And then I'm guessing he guessed right at what the author was wanting because he would read through it like two or three times and be like, I'm guessing this is what he meant. And then he'd start speaking. <laughs> and the, author, the author never corrected it. The author loved it. He gets it. He gets it. <laughs> Pretty much is what I'm guessing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was an experience. Yeah. And like I told him, it's like, I'm glad you got that book because that would have driven me insane. Oh yeah, I would imagine. Oh, wait, hey Jeremy, I just realized checking time here. We're getting close to our marker. <laughs> we always forget to check. Um, oh geez, time flies. So I guess before we get to any farther than this and go into maybe a little bit of news, I got nothing crazy in the news world or to talk about in the streaming world, but where do you see yourself in the next few? Like, what's your next future? What's your plans? What's your ideas here? Um what I want to do, I want to continue to make the streaming my career. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 
I would love to be able to get some sponsors, but I'll, I'll wait on that. Um, but to continue to grow my community and for my community to know that I don't care who you are, what your lifestyle is, mm-hmm. any of that stuff, you're allowed in my stream. Just And then I got a guy who comes to my stream and he's always afraid to talk. And he finally messaged me one day and I'm like, dude, I don't care what your lifestyle is, what your choices are. You live your life how you want to. In, in my stream, ain't nobody going to say nothing. Because if they do, then they're not a part of what I classify with my group and my wife's group. We classify them as the brood. Because <laughs> Dracon, the name Dracon is, uh, what is it? Uh, ancient Germanic for dragon. Mm-hmm. So we call ours the dragon's brood. And nice. if anybody decides they want to be rude or mean to somebody in my stream, then they leave because they're not a part of the group. I want everybody to be able to come to my stream and be welcomed, feel like they belong. And I'm hoping I can just make them smile. Yeah. But my future is I want to be able to make streaming my sole career. Whether that's working with an esports team that that pays me to stream um, getting sponsors, having fun. And that's another thing when I'm streaming, I try to interact with my stream as much as possible. Talk to people who come in, chit chat, have fun. And that's also why I play with my viewers. That works. So good. So, and let's see here. Just don't go away. Let me see if I got any good news to hear about before Jeremy cuts me off. For our marker, <laughs> so I got one more question to let you to ask you before we leave. So, looking over streaming news, pretty much, um, there's not too much crazy things out there just yet. There's a big issue and big conversation are back around the DMCA, um, just because of this how the appeal process has been going, primarily focused on European markets right now. So, it's kind of quiet on that area so that'd be interesting how that plays out because it does something in europe that may change a little bit here um because i know a lot of people really want twitch things back so we'll see what that brings in a little bit of that um there's a big thing with twitch as well when he was uh danny boy came out and said that really they're seeing more of a negative impact with the promotion they've been doing for the smaller streamers on the on the platform that it really is not giving them the power they wanted out of it, but actually is lowering their impact, their overall impact, and not really helping. Uh, so that's an interesting outcome that everyone really, really wanted that support, but now that there really is not getting that impact. Because you know what you need to do to get that impact, Jeremy? What is that thing you need to do? Or to get wait. people to come to your channel, to watch your streams. You got to have good... <laughs> You gotta have good content. Content, what yeah. they said before. Down at the end, at the end of the day, I mean, you can network, you can do a bunch of other things that supplement that. But yeah, you need to be, and that doesn't mean I mean you don't have to be good at the game you're playing, but people, it has to be entertaining, you be fun. To, yeah, you gotta have somebody some, yeah, to come something. in and stay. So yeah, something's gotta be happening. Um, so that's the big thing with that, which I always find is always hilarious. Uh, but they're pretty much just talking again about continuing having those layoffs and how like. There's some stories out there from Twitch staffers about the layoffs that's happened and their their feelings on that. Um, it is what it is. 
Uh, stream rewards came out for some stuff. Nothing crazy there. Live space is trying to get into the the market a little bit more. Breaking in, trying to get a, get remove. Uh, probably I would say kick right now, but YouTube should I still say a second. Oh, I'm trying to go after that. Yeah, what's that? Definitely. I said you definitely YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is more in a second, but you know they were kick on here for some reason. Um, other than that, you know, just a big mess with kick with all everyone being called out with all their fun stuff. We'll see how that plays out still. But other than that, it's all pretty much kind of quiet on there. Nothing too insane. I mean, okay, Ninja did launch a new cashew based chocolate milk called Nutcase, but we can move on from that. Anyways, all right. Just a toss in here. So, Mr. Dracon. Yep. As we like to leave our our guests, our listeners, what is that one nugget of information you want to leave them with? When you come to my stream and be and when you when you enter what's not known as the brood, your family. Uh, we talk to to the brood through my Discord, through Twitter. Uh, make sure I get them involved with my streams. Um, just no matter what, when it comes to my streams, I want people to feel like they're welcome, mm-hmm. no matter what their life choices are. Uh, and if I make them smile or if they're having a bad day, hopefully at least for a little while, they can feel better. That's yeah. nice. And just for you bringing up the news, for those with Xboxes, hopefully you know that they are looking at porting World of Warcraft to the console. Oh, yeah. I know. I saw that. Yes. I saw that. I saw that. I will be playing a whole lot of World of Warcraft. (laughs) (laughs) Because my wife loves to call it, it is not World of Warcraft. It is World of Warcraft. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, it is, though. I've lost countless hours of my life on that. So I know. It's going to be happening. All right. Well, Jeremy, anything else before we let go? No, I was just going to say it's been a pleasure and uh, appreciate you coming on, uh, Mr. Dracon. Not a problem. I was enjoyable being here. Awesome. <laughs> All right. As always, if you can give us a heart, a star, a follow, or pass some information along to your friends and family about who we are and what we do over here at In Bed by Nine Podcast. As a reminder, we do have merch out there so definitely check the links below for that merch get yourself an elder creator hoodie join us it's the old man group and we'll see y'all later as always potatoes